You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? Breathe, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! Welcome to Money Never Sleeps. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. Today, we're talking about tech valuations, buybacks, GameStop, Bitcoin, and a few other uh, topics I'm going to touch on in a minute. Um, at the end of the day, if you've listened to my other shows, you would uh, know I was uh, touching on GameStop and what was happening. Uh, the bottom line is with GameStop, you know, even though you had the uh, the uh, Reddit trade, the manipulation, all the stuff going on, it doesn't negate the fact of what I said that the company, if they change their methodology and what they're doing, that they can capture the digital crowd, and that is the key thing. Um, if you learn, if you if you're a Netflix uh, watcher, or you watch, you know, Amazon Prime and, and all these other um, uh, platforms. The bottom line is, is that you, you know, the value of that convenience, everything else. Now, Blockbuster, you know, I mean, if you're if you know a Blockbuster, you've been around a little bit. If you if you don't know a Blockbuster, you should learn its history. And and it shows you that if you don't embrace the future, you're going to disappear in a second. Blockbuster video was the biggest video store chain in the United States or in the world, for that matter. They had the opportunity to acquire Netflix, they had the, the opportunity to make a deal with them. They chose not to. They went much later in the game as as a as a hail mary. Tried getting into the space, but it was over. It was over. So they went from being the king on of the mountain, the king on top of the mountain, to basically falling flat on their face. And I think there's one store left because that's out of nostalgia somewhere in Oregon or something. Uh, so the bottom line is GameStop. I believe they've learned from this. I would hope they they did, and again, you know, when the stock went down to you know from where it was four or five hundred to you know seventy uh, sixty fifty that type of thing. Even then, I was saying that if you if you own it and you believe in it, you just you know you you stay the course. You you can go in a dollar course average down, reduce your your buying prices. What I was I, I laid it out. If you listen to the other shows, this is my view. And the bottom line is uh, those that did, they're benefiting today. Stock is well over two hundred. I think that, and I said this that at, at about one fifty one seventy five, that seemed about right. Okay, if they go and they embrace the digital end and they start doing that, these valuations are going to go through the charts. They're going to go through the roof. Uh, so we'll see what's going to happen there. And just staying, uh, talking about digital, let's talk about tech valuations. Uh, the bottom line is you have a lot of tech companies, they've come down, you know, from Apple on down, Tesla, everything else. Those prices have come down. So what transpires is that they're, 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 uh, their PE ratios, of course, they're going to get reduced too. 
All right. So those valuations get reduced somewhat and it brings more of a realistic tone to things. Now, will these stocks continue to zoom up again? Uh, who knows? You know, but I think that it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Uh, but, you know, in technology, you know, you're, you're buying into the future. You're not looking at what they're doing there. Uh, if you're looking at um, a manufacturing company, you're looking at what they're doing at the moment. You're looking at their revenues at the moment. You're looking at all that. You cannot, cannot go and value a tech company based on what they're doing at that moment. Because at that moment, they may not be making a dime, but their future prospects prospects are, are off the charts. Okay, if they, if you, if you, if if any, if that was the case, and um, you know, uh, private equity, venture capitalists, and, and other type of investors believed in that. They wouldn't, they, you know, Facebook wouldn't be here. There wouldn't be a Snapchat. There wouldn't be a Google. There wouldn't be anything because these companies would have, you know, uh, would have been, you know, bought into at, at pennies on the dollar. Uh, and but the valuations and their future prospects, you know, you're looking not even it's not even enterprise value is uh, it's just the future prospects of the company. And right now, Facebook, yeah, they're trading, you know, it's based on the P.E. It, it it evolves. It evolves. All companies evolve into this as you grow and you get bigger. And that's the way it should be so that it becomes more realistic. You're still banking on the future, you know, but still you're, you're looking at more of numbers you can wrap your head, head around. If you're uh, an accountant, a CPA, you're that type of person and you have to go and, and be, uh, you know, a forensic accountant and you have to break everything down so it makes sense. Then at that point, it makes sense. You know, when you're looking at the future projections and, and what the growth potential is, you know, for someone that's anal, it won't, <laughs> it probably won't make sense to them. They'll go and debunk it as much as possible. But at the end of the day, if you believe in something and you believe in the future, what's going to happen, then these tech companies have value, extreme value, more value than what you see in front of you. And that is a fact. Okay. Now with, uh, you know, we've seen the stock, stock market over the past few years, you know, go through the roof too. Um, the bottom line is a lot of companies that were trading, you know, a few years back, they were trading at lower levels that now they're double, triple, you know, whatever, uh, whatever they're, they're trading at now, there's a lot, lot more than they were back way back when uh, a few years ago, buybacks, you know, were all the rage right now. Not so much because the stock prices have come up so high. So a company going, and this is the mentality, you have to think about it, the company going and buying back stock is not a good investment for them, believe it or not, because now they're buying it at a higher valuation or higher, higher stock price at a higher stock price. So for them, you know, it's better to put their money into, uh, into maybe making an acquisition, okay, into M&A. And that's another, something else I'm going to get into uh, M&A this year. You know, because of the high stock prices and these companies are valued a lot more, they're going to leverage that. You have interest rates that are going to go uh, sell going higher. So they're going to leverage all they can and basically, basically con not, not so much consolidate, but uh, have some vertical integration, maybe some horizontal integration. It all depends on what they're going to be doing. And you know, look what PayPal did. They just took over a company that's involved in, uh, in, in the digital asset game. So they're trying to position themselves for tomorrow. And this is what I keep, I was just mentioning. You're looking at what's going to happen tomorrow. So if you're looking at that, you're going to find the 
these diamonds in a the rough, these companies that are out there that have that special something and they're they're geared towards tomorrow. They're geared, geared, geared towards tomorrow and that's a key thing. So you see the PayPal's and you know, even, um, you know, even, uh, you know, uh, JP Morgan, you know, and a few other banks, they're, they're looking at at the, the crypto arena as far as being custodians. They're looking at the digital asset arena. They'll look, Jamie Dimon was, was talking about fintech, that fintech is a threat to banking. And the bottom line is it is, it's the future, it's, it's tomorrow. So if banks, traditional banks don't embrace it now, they're gonna lose out tomorrow and they're gonna lose market share. But I believe they are gonna embrace it. Jamie Dimon, smart guy. I think he's gonna go in and start making uh having transitions within the bank to position them for that uh what's going to happen tomorrow so i think it's going to be very interesting um you know bitcoin you know i think it's at 54 55,000. i said it before and i'll say it again you know the value in bitcoin is not so much for it to be utilized for commerce because no one's going to see it as that it's it's more of an investment they're looking at it as a growth investment where it's going to grow and build and and eventually they're going to find utility outside of bitcoin and they're going to kind of bring it all together and and make it work and i believe that's going to wind up happening because it is a store of value there is a limited supply and there's there's a mass adoption again not so much to use it for commerce but as an investment vehicle you know so that's what you're going to see there but it's opening up doors for the crypto arena uh, again, cryptos that have utility, that's the key thing, no utility. Uh, basically, you're not going to have too much going on there and people will get bit by getting involved in, in these cryptos that are just popping up just for no reason. Have a reason, have a reason. There's no reason why you're getting involved with it. Why, you know, if you, I mean, I guess if you're, you're going in there for a quick trade, yeah, maybe, but the reality is what what can actually happen uh, longer term with it. If there's no utility, what, what is it? It's like having a shell company that's trading and has no acquisition. Some point in time is gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hit a brick wall, you know? So, but look for the utility. If you're long-term players, look for the utility, it'll pay off. Um, talked about FinTech, talked about uh, M&A. Uh, I wanna talk about uh, the work, work conditions. We went from, what we thought was normal to what became the new normal. And now we're going to have a combination of both. It's going to be a mishmash of both things. And it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a, it's going to be a flex work environment. People are used to working from home if they can for their, whatever they're doing. So I believe that once everything starts opening up, as you see it now opening up, and hopefully the vaccine works, and hopefully they have some therapeutic uh, uh, version of this to prevent stuff in the future, uh, you're going to have companies that are going to realize that they realize now, as we realize that it's cost effective to have people working remotely. It, it makes sense. Now, if you need people in the office, I believe there's going to be a combination of remote and going to the office. So FlexWorks, flexible work environment. And that's going to be very interesting. And I think that companies that are embracing this, they're going to benefit. 
is going to is going to help their bottom line. You know, their margins are going to look better because their expenses are going to be reduced. Because if, if someone's working from home, you know, you don't need to. I mean, the, the, the salary and everything, all that stuff needs to change somewhat. Uh, and I think it's going to. And that that's going to be uh, an interesting thing as things go on. Uh, and one other thing I want to talk about uh, when you're talking about flex work and everything, document management, digital document management, that's going to be a big thing. Everyone, uh, you have a lot, you have a number of platforms out there. Okay, and uh, you have DocuSigns, you have, you know, all these other platforms. Uh, DocuMega, I want to talk about this. DocuMega is an advanced blockchain technology-enabled system. It allows someone securely to upload their documents, fill out forms, uh, digitally execute their documents, share them, and, and have it's a traceable event. They get to see when it's uploaded, when they sign it, when they share it, when the other party receives it, when they sign it, they're able to do all that. The added security of it is that each document is embedded with certain uh, codes that prevent fraud. So someone can't take your document and alter it without you knowing. It, it, it'll, it'll let you know that something was altered. Okay, and that 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 becomes you know very important. You know, security is very important when it comes to document management. It has to be secure. It has to be something that um, again that you can you can monitor, you can manage, you can trace. If you can do that, it's a big thing. You know, for the legal profession, for the medical profession, for you know just business in general logistics, you know, having these documents that you can manage and, and securely um, monitor and share, uh, that's important. And with, with DocuMega, you can go upload a PDF, uh, graphics, uh, Excel uh, file, and a, and a Word, Word doc file, and you can go and execute these documents up on it. And you can go fill out the forms uh, and create the forms actually as well. You can add graphics on it and do all these other things. And again, it's cost effective. Um, it's a great system. And I do uh, urge uh, you know everyone to go and just check it out. Go to documentmaker.com. You know, I, I'm, I'm coming at it not in, in a biased way. I'm coming at it as I have to take myself out of the picture and say, hey, is this system worth it and it definitely is and this is why everything that's developed within the um, within the megahoot ecosystem it comes from a from a viewpoint of we're looking from the outside in and we're saying would we use this and i say would i use it and if that answer is yes then we have something good because i'm very particular with the things that i use this is why i i don't use zoom Okay, because it doesn't suit my needs. I, I'm not comfortable with security aspects of it and everything else. And this is why we have Bureau Hive. Anyway, don't want to get too much into that. Uh, uh, again, you know, uh, with uh, GameStop, you know, is it going to go higher? I can't say. I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak to that. I do know that the valuation, uh, the the uh, growth prospects for the company, over time, could be pretty good. Um, if they embrace digital, which I think they're going to. 
So you have to look at that. Uh, crypto, please look for the utility. Don't If you're going to trade it, trade it, but just go at your own risk. Um, if you're looking at a long-term investment, look for the utility. If you don't understand what, what, the, what crypto is, please learn. Please learn and, and do your research, do your homework, so you have an idea of what you're dealing with. Because uh, you know, from what from what I understand, half the people that invest in crypto they don't know what they're investing in. They just see it as a, a like it's a stock, and it's not a stock. It's not a stock. Be careful because you can get burned. You have a lot of scam artists out there that are going and they're basically uh, going and and touting stocks, and they're going on on Twitter, on this, on that, and they're they're pushing and you get the pump and dump situation going on. And that's why McAfee, you know, the great McAfee, everybody was really, oh my God, he's touting this, so we should get involved with this and so on and so forth and this and that and that. And what's happening is an indictment against him because of the pump and dump. Okay. Don't just don't trust someone because they're going on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and they're they you know, just because they have a name and they're pumping something up, even when Elon Musk does it. Don't just follow the leader. You know, you may get a trade out of it. Other than that, be careful and do your own diligence. Do do your own due diligence because it is important. All right. That's it for this edition of Money Never Sleeps. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back with you with uh, I'll, I'll be back with you, of course, with another uh, episode uh, at some point this week. Thank you. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. All opinions expressed by Luis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez, its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.